Hello and welcome to the Black and Basement Bastard with me, your host, the Black and Bastard, and welcome to my a bit warmer than usual basement. So we've just listened to the first track from Burial's latest, uh, Hellish Reaping Screams. That was track three off their latest album, which is, of course, Satanic Upheaval. So, when uh, I first got to know Burial uh, on the Metal Underground uh, in Manchester, probably, I'm not sure when I met Derek, Um, it was probably when I was maybe 18, 19 years old, so like 10 years ago, Um, and Burial have been playing the Underground uh, for so long now, and they've always been like involved in the underground themselves like you know moving bands around and you know being roadies as well as just playing shows and what have you so these guys have really been doing it for a long time so this is their third release um and it came out in may 2020 um and the band themselves have been going 15 years uh which i think by anyone's standards is really fucking good um especially on the underground uh, so the Manchester Underground, as I remember it, um, to be honest, like I wasn't really into the black stuff back in that sort of time frame, really. Um, but Des was always a, a top bloke, as was Richard Barraclough and David Buchan, the drummer. Uh, Richard Barraclough is, of course, the guitarist, and Derek Kelly is vocals and bass which, as we heard on that fucking track with... I don't know which one of them came up with that fucking riff, but it's absolutely amazing. I really fucking love it. Um, but as you heard with Dez's bass guitar, it's... I fucking really like the... Uh, that really trebly bright sound that he's got out of it. I know that he used to play through a, a rack-mounted SVT3 uh, Ampeg head. For his bass, so I don't know whether he still does, but it still sounds fucking great. Um, anyway, fucking motoring ahead with that one. Um, I was going to say something that I can't fucking remember what I was going to say. But yeah, um, the contemporaries of Winterfelleth, who I think are probably the biggest band to come out of the Manchester blackened scene, I would say. Um... I mean, if you listen to Winterfelleth, you, I, I would say you can probably tell it's coming from England um, because of the melodic style. It's different to other kinds of melodic. Uh, I couldn't tell you fucking how. It's obviously in the notes arrangements. I did study music, but fuck me, theory is a pile of shit. Um, but yeah, so I was wondering with um, Burial, how had they managed to keep going when so many of their contemporaries had fallen by the wayside? Because the one that I remember most from this scene who I really enjoyed was Woden's Throne. And I think when I moved to Sweden in 2017, that's when they called it a, a day. Um, and that was really fucking disappointing. Having never actually seen them live, like I say, wasn't really into that scene uh, when I was younger. But, um, yes, I've got an interview uh, that I did with Des uh, about just burial in general. 
himself and, you know, what is the driving force behind Burial. So when Burial formed 15 years ago, what was the driving force for the band and what has and hasn't changed from those early days? And Des says, the main driving force was to write fast, grim music as we were young and immature. We did the best we could do. I think we still have the same drive all these years later, just a bit less hair. I, it's a total coincidence, in fairness. Like I've just buzzed my fucking hair off, so it's a bit like the motorhead thing if they move in next door. All your grass dies. If you listen to Satanic Upheaval by Burial, you lose all your fucking hair. How has the underground scene changed in these 15 years? I personally remember a much more vibrant metal underground around 2008 and felt Manchester was almost dead by the time I left in 2017. This is me. And uh, Des says Manchester has gone up and down over the years and has been great. We've seen some great bands come through Manchester which have been able to support and grow and have been great. Um, I worked at... Damnation Festival one year, uh, I can't remember, it was 2011, 2012, something like that, when Conan were just starting out, um, and I was working on their stage with Conan, and I know that, bizarrely, hearing Gothenburg, they're really popular, but I know that they played a few shows in Manchester, so obviously the Manchester scene is a bit more vibrant than I'm trying to make it out to be. It's probably more the fact that I wasn't as deep into it as, you know, I might have thought I was. Anyway, 15 years is an incredibly admirable milestone for a band, to my mind. I need to start drinking. My tongue isn't working. How have you stuck so firmly to your guns to keep going when so many contemporaries have given up? We are very stubborn. I think it's because we're best friends, have been through a lot together and just really gel when it comes to writing music and we're all on the same page with our music. I mean, just fucking listen to this album. We've got another two songs to come, of course, but I honestly think um, it, it does sound of the Manchester scene. Like, you know, it, I can't really put my finger on it, but it just has some slightly interesting melodic character that I think is um, missing from other scenes. So I, I think there is such thing as a Manchester sound, and I think not like fucking Oasis or the Stone Roses or something, give me a fucking break, but definitely with uh, this blackened stuff. So next question. Why in 2020 is the metal underground worth supporting and still relevant? Des says, metal is never going to go away. It's outlasted every other music genre I know of. There's so much variety in metal and new bands push the genre of black metal, especially with all this COVID shit. We need to keep venues afloat and buy bands, music and merch to help them keep doing what they're doing. This point is something I'm going to do a solo show on, um, on episode four just to talk about the podcast a little bit in general because I realised that I haven't spoken about what my motivation for this was but this is pretty much it what Des has said here is um, what has pushed me to do a podcast that's about cassettes and stuff like that I think this is an excellent point and one that we kind of need to get our head around that maybe you know we need to support all the time 
not saying that anyone listening to this podcast doesn't support all the time. Metal people are fucking loyal when it comes to supporting their favourite bands and shit like that. But I think also different formats and stuff like that are also uh, beneficial. And that's why I started this fucking crappy ass radio show rip-off podcast thing that I record in my fucking horrible basement. Right, so this is the last question and a bit more sort of sucking of dick for me from Burial. It's just worth pointing out I'm not uh, trying to blow too much smoke up their ass just because I, I know the guys a little bit, uh, if it sounds like it. Your latest album is Track to Track Bangers. In brackets, not sucking dick here to blow smoke up your ass. Close brackets. It sounds to me like this album with to- this is an album with total direction. Arrangements and production work have come together to create something really special, but retaining bare fist brutality. Do you find yourselves exploring esoteric ground to compose burials music, or is there a deeper vein of philosophy you all explore? Des says, "Thanks, man. It means a lot." As of writing the music, we've done what we've always done, and that's right, what we want to hear and play. With the artwork, we wanted something special. Again, if you look at the Satanic Upheaval artwork, it's fucking excellent. Black Frederick or whatever it is. Cedric? I can't remember what the fucking name of the goat is. But anyway, they wanted something special, so our friend George Flett came up with it, which has blown us away and given us a fresh look. Our lyrical theme is our take on Satanism and rebellion, and they are always very nihilistic slash suicidal. So I don't think that that means the guys are suicidal themselves, even if it, even if they are. It doesn't, you know, detract from the music. I think, in fairness, I'm quite a suicidal guy myself, but that doesn't mean I'm actually going to fucking hang myself. I think it's a very interesting place to spend your time and think about really what it is um, that you want to do with your life. It's the tarpit, you know, the thing I was saying on the first episode, this is what black metal is for. It's to speak to these darker drives of the self, although I have been committed myself in the past uh, while I've been here in Sweden. I I never really see suicidal thoughts as a negative thing. Um, that's maybe a perverted view of it. Let's move swiftly on before I start fucking becoming some kind of suicide promoting guru uh so just to close before we go into uh track two on the podcast which is in fact track eight on the album um just a bit more about the band that i missed out before i started going into the interview uh they're currently signed to apocalyptic witchcraft which have got a really nice uh t-shirt out uh at the moment which i would grab if you uh feel like it it's got a secret little vault nut in there, which I always enjoy. Um, but yeah, those guys are crying out for a, be- a wee bit of support on their fifth year at the moment because obviously COVID's fucking driving everyone a bit mental, so fucking go and buy that shit. Um, also, of course, Burial are still selling t-shirts and have this album on CD only now. Uh, all the cassettes sold out. <laughs> I will review one band where there's fucking uh, some cassettes still available. Um, also, it, it says they're from Manchester, but they are, in fact, Oldham, Staley Bridge kind of way, which, if you'd been there, um, I think you would say you're from Manchester. <laughs> really, it's a fucking shithole. 
uh, but was actually a, um, a really good springboard for alternative and metal culture when I was growing up, like when I was 15, 16. Uh, it's actually, although it's rough as a fucking bear's ass, it is genuinely um, an interesting place and full of interesting people, unlike Middleton, where I'm from, which is genuinely just full of bottom feeders. Right, okay, so I've just fucking realised I need to do some work with the tape, so I'm going to have to keep talking. I could have done that um, while I was finding my place on the cassette. I think, actually, this is probably... It's not the most annoying part of the cassette format, but if you forget to do something like this while you're recording doing something fairly live, um, you, you find yourself having to fucking talk like I'm doing currently. I actually, I've spent most of this listening, uh, or most of the time I've been listening to this album on my Walkman from 1980, uh, 1982, which frighteningly was more expensive than my tape deck. Um, so yeah, actually plays a little bit too fast so everything sounds a wee bit slower and deeper this time so yeah it's uh the next track is going to be devour your souls slash sins it appears to say sins on the cassette uh, and it transitions really nicely out of the track before it tracks seven barren lands um, I think on this one we're going to hear a bit more guttural vocals from Des on this one. Uh, and it also has a really fucking tasty, uh, rhythmic section coming in. Dave Buchan's, um, drum work is absolutely machine-like. And it's just, it's flavoured in a really nice way. The way it accents certain things is just particularly nice. So... We'll just get round to hearing that now. So here is track number two, which is in fact track number eight on the album, and it is Devour Your Souls.
So that was Devour Your Souls. <laughs> I honestly can't tell you. Every time I come to speak after I've just stopped a song, I've been reading the name of the song for about 20 minutes. Like, 20 minutes, like 20 times before I press the stop button on the fucking cassette deck and then I come to speak and everything just disappears out of my fucking head. It's terrible. Right, yeah, so, I mean, I haven't really got much to talk about on the philosophical side with these guys because, to be honest, um, for me, the philosophical and mythological stuff that we've got coming through is... It's actually the first uh, properly black metal theme that we're dealing with with the band, so... Uh, satanic, uh, definitely mentions of Baphomet in there as well. Um, but, um, I, my understanding of, um, Satanism and what have you, having read only a little bit of the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, is that it's, I mean, we're not talking about a form of, like, devil worship. The idea of Satan is, in fact, you know, it's about reclaiming yourself from the overriding thoughts of society or control that you've got on top of you. It's not necessarily about Satan himself. That's my understanding. I mean, other people go other ways, but especially the form of Baphomet, which is often used for the satanic church and what have you. Um, Baphomet is, in fact, uh, the symbolism of the joining of, you know, it's two opposites becoming whole as above, so below. If you look at statues of Baphomet, usually Baphomet, or like paintings, illustrations, anything of Baphomet, Baphomet really is supposed to have a goat's head tits like it's it's not a gender specific kind of spirit or deity it's literally the amalgamation of everything um so you become like this one whole thing so it's like the yin and yang symbol but if it was just gray that's my understanding of it at least but like i say that's not really where my area of expertise comes from excuse me um, I'm having a wee beer while I'm recording, um, just in homage to the guys of Burial in Fairness, you know, I think they're all kebab bastards as well, who doesn't like a good fucking kebab, um, but yeah, uh, they're all, all pretty much, like, what does it say on the fucking inside of the cassette? It's 15 years of Burial, uh, 2005 to 2020, 15 years of blasphemy and beer. Fuck you. That is what we like. You know, these guys are satanic, but it's satanic in almost like a Mancunian working class fashion. It's not this kind of running around in forests and, you know, being satanic in that sense. It's not the Norwegian style. Um, it's very much a British working class attitude of we're not going to do as we are told we're going to live our life to the full and for me that embodiment in itself rebellion for rebellion's sake to just do as you please is what this album embodies and I think it arrives at a really really poignant time in fairness I mean 
we've got the coronavirus and all this shit, you know, like you can't can't fucking not talk about that, but things have been thrown into turmoil and satanic upheaval, I think, is um, a particularly poignant one because it's maybe one where you should be sat analysing what it is you want to do with your life. And it's certainly what I'm um, thinking about very much at the moment. You know, I'm a brewer. I work for a, a fairly big brewery here in Sweden and I want to change and do something different so I can focus on producing my own music uh, with my band, blacksmithing, all the other shit that I'm interested in doing. I mean, fucking hell. How much more of a shitty heathen wanker can I come across as? You know, it's like, oh yes, I have a band. Uh, I moved to Sweden. I also do blacksmithing. You wouldn't be surprised for me to tell you that I also brew fucking mead. But, you know, I'm not one of these Grimfrost fucking I'll wear anything with a Thor's hammer fucking heathen wankers because that shit just doesn't appeal to me. Um, I do my own thing and it is a bit forest-based, whereas I also come from this background of the Mancunian working class. Um, And this album just arrives at a perfect time and every fucking track on it is an absolute banger. So philosophically, I think these guys are winning. Um, And if you're not eating a kebab or drinking a fucking disgusting lager or some variety of beer, I think Richard Baraclough would kill me for that because he's a craft beer enthusiast. Uh, As much as myself, in fairness, but I prefer stouts. Fuck IPAs. Um, So yeah, you should crack open a beer and eat a kebab if you can. So let's, (laughs) let's fucking move on to the final track. Uh, which is the title track of the album, Satanic Upheaval. Uh, Track nine uh, off this album. And this is the one that really has that melodic tone that I was talking about, um, where when when it just comes to the chorus of the Satanic Upheaval, it just... It's not that it loses any power, it just gains a slightly different angle. And... To be honest, back in the day, like I say, I listened to Burial a bit and was just, it never really clicked with me. When I put this album on, it has only grown uh, in my affections, really. It's just outstanding. Um, and I really can't recommend to you more to uh, go out and buy it. I mean, I would want you to fucking buy everything that I talk about on the podcast just because it supports the bands that I'm kind of, you know, promoting or whatever i don't get any money for it or whatever but it's just you know a wee insight into the underground but this one i would specifically say is well worth it so that's me i'll uh, i'll sign out polish off my beer and leave you guys to listen to satanic upheaval all hails to burial and of course their label apocalyptic witchcraft uh, all links for those will be in the description and the notes and what have you um i'm also on instagram blah 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 black and basement bastard you'll find it if you want to find it uh so yeah give a follow not that i do fucking particularly much on there i take photographs of cassettes sometimes myself um you know not wanking or anything sorry about that but that's just kind of it uh yeah and just keep up to date i'm going to try and get some interviews with um labels and promoters and other stuff as well that aren't read off paper 
Um, but I'm going to try and just sort of delve a little bit further into the underground and not just play the cassettes. It kind of feels like it needs to go in a direction of the philosophy as well. Ugh. So yeah, anyway, sorry, I'm talking shit. Uh, so yeah, here's the fucking last track. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep it independent, keep it underground, and I'll catch you in two weeks when I'll talk even more shit. Are you ready for this bass slide? It is Satanic Upheaval, off Satanic Upheaval by Burial.
fucking buy the album 